Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Animation. I'm your host, Josh Dunham, as always. This past week has been a week of production hell. Basically, on top of doing that Mamoru Hosoda episode, which took a very long time, much longer than expected, I also had to do Battle of the Coma, which in and of itself takes about a week to produce. Thankfully though, CJ Hitchcock was kind enough to come and help me out, because one of my co-hosts is without internet currently, so as we all know, multimedia does not function without the internet. Thank you CJ. But other than that, I've pretty much been without a car, trying to get to work, still trying to watch anime, and then produce podcasts, which is kind of difficult when you spend most of your time driving to and from work and not getting enough sleep. But let's not worry about that any longer because I'm here now producing a podcast for you. This week's episode, I'm going to be talking about Golden Boy, but before that, you know the drill, the news blitz. Linkin Park has produced a theme song for the new Mobile Suit Gundam game, Extreme Versus. Gundam! 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 And thus, a deluxe box of their new album, A Thousand Suns, will include a Gunpla. This is the first time that a Gundam game has used a song from a Western musical artist. However, the band Linkin Park really likes the Gundam franchise, so it's pretty much a no-brainer that they should do something for this next coming game. My only regret is that this is a Japan-only deal. No gunplay with my Linkin Park album. The Legends get one shot. And what I mean by that is the 42nd issue of Weekly Shonen Jump will feature six one-shots created by renowned mangaka. Here's the lineup. Issue 45, Masashi Kishimoto. Issue 46, Hidekai Sorochi. Issue 47, Takashi Konami. Issue 48, Kyosuke Utsuda. Issue 49, Osamu Akimoto. Issue 50, Akira Toriyama. But so far it's been released that Kishimoto will draw a quote, hot-blooded baseball manga named Bench, with two exclamation points, in case you couldn't hear it in my voice. 4Kids launched a streaming site called Toonami, I mean, Toonzai. This really isn't such a big deal since most of the shows are already on Hulu, but Toonzai is looking to start exclusive streaming as well. Speaking of streaming, Crunchyroll got some streaming rights as well. Here's a list. Pantheon Stocking with Garter Belt, Fortune Arterial, Akai Yakusoku, Shinryoku, Ikamitsune, The World God Only Knows, Tagami Bachi Reverse, Soro no Otoshimono, and the new Super Robot Tyson anime. Aniplex of America is now streaming a little preview of the Durarara dub, of which Johnny Young Bosch is playing Isaiah, which I think is actually a pretty good match, but you know, check it out for yourself. And when asked about the new Cowboy Bebop live-action movie, Mr. Keanu Reeves said, quote, I haven't heard anything back. They turned in the script and it was very expensive. I don't know if they're going to. It would cost, like, half a billion dollars to make that script. So, I don't know where it's at right now. So it's not happening. Gotcha. Steven Tyler is singing the theme song for the live-action space battleship Yamato. Canada, 
I don't know how. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, gotta catch them all. Odaiba's Mickey D's has been visited by the Pokemon decorator. Customers of Odaiba's McDonald's will be able to acquire the Liberty Ticket that gives them a chance to catch the legendary of the game. Same gimmick, just this time you need to buy a cheeseburger to get it. And, most excitingly, Novari announced that they received six indications of interest from possible buyers of Funimation. Navari expects that the final offers will arrive within 30 to 60 days, but it cannot guarantee that these offers will lead to a transaction. And there's a news blitz, exciting stuff going on, but let's move on to the review of Golden Boy. Hey, Steve! Yeah, Joe? Have you heard of the web series called AMR? Anime movie review? Uh, yeah, we're on it. No, Steve, this this is an ad. We're trying to make it sound like you've never heard of this series before, so that we can pitch it to these podcast listeners. Well, that's just silly. I don't care if you think it sounds silly. Just pretend you've never heard of this series before. <laughs> Alright, fine. Okay, then. <clears throat> Hey, Steve! No, I ain't never heard of C.J. Hitchcock's web series of AMR. Damn it, Steve! What? Can't we just tell these people that AMR is a monthly show that does these in-depth video reviews of anime movies like Psychic Wars, Earthian, as well as adaptation movies like Lupin the Third, Strain, Psychokinetic Strategy? Well, yeah, but we needed some kind of setup first. No, we don't. Look, this next month's review is going to be on Sonic the Hedgehog the Moody. You know, that blue fuzzball with the demonic flying fox? Just look for it on CJ's website, cjhitchcockanimemoviereview.blogspot.com. Uh, you'd think that he'd come up with a shorter web address. I know, right? That's why I'm gonna have to repeat it. It's cjhitchcockanimemoviereview.blogspot.com. You know, no one's going to take us seriously if you keep acting like this, should they? Meh, maybe not. Sick of elitist fans? Your first anime was Dragon Ball Z? <laughs> and you call yourself an otaku. Sick of fanboys? Have you seen Haruhi? I mean, she's so stupid and cute and just kind of follows her all around all over the place. And it's just so awesome. I love the series. Well, come on down to Super Happy Anime Fun Time, the anime podcast bringing you an objective fan's point of view to anime news, anime releases, and anime reviews. Check us out at AnimeShaft.com. Now, Golden Boy is one of those shows here in America that if you haven't seen, then your fandom is kind of incomplete to some extent. And until just a couple weeks ago, my fandom was incomplete and I never knew about it. What I mean by that is I never saw Golden Boy. I'd seen the popular swimming clip like, oh look, funny anime swimming or whatever somebody renames on YouTube or whatever. But I never really stopped to really watch Golden Boy. I figured, uh, it's an anime comedy, and we all know how those turn out. They're never that great. But Golden Boy is really that great. It is hilariously funny, and instead of being a fanboy and going on and on and on about the comedy right off the bat, I'm going to take a slightly different approach. The animation. This show was done by Production IG, and oh good lord does it show. Now, the show came out in the mid-90s, we're talking 95, 96, you know, and it's a six-episode OVA. 
So it doesn't take that long to sit and actually watch all of it, but oh my goodness, I suggest you space it out because it will be what you look forward to at the end of the day. Of course, for me, that's pretty much what my anime watching is. I always do it at night when I don't need to be, when I can't be bothered and that sort of thing. But oh my goodness, I was watching Golden Boy late, late, late at night, like two o'clock in the morning. I'm trying to stop myself from bursting out laughing because I have people sleeping around me and I don't want to wake them up, but it was, it was hilarious. But back to talking about the animation, oh my goodness, it's beautiful. That opening sequence, oh my god, it's so pretty. It's 90s style, but at the same time, it moves so extremely well and looks so good. I, I can't shake a stick at it. Like, I like it when drawing is simple, like in Ghost in the Shell. There's relatively few lines, but what lines there are define exactly what a character's face looks like or, you know, what's going on on screen. But with Golden Boy, that opening sequence, they have a lot of extra lines to show depth. Just, for example, clothing. Clothing's never perfectly unwrinkled and stuff. You know, you can't just draw two straight lines and then cap them off at the end and say, oh, that's half a pair of pants. You know, it's not realistic. So there are a lot of lines in that opening to show depth and to create strong, bold statements. And it all moves so fluidly. It's it's beautiful, really it is. And it's still a pinnacle of 90s animation. This is like, oh, you can't get better than this. And of course it's production by IG. And, and like I said, production IG, everything they touch pretty much turns to gold. You know what I'm saying? They're just like the shit when it comes to animating stuff. And not just the opening, even though that is probably one of my favorite openings of all time, the whole series is really well animated as well. It swaps pretty well from this typical anime look to this really gag look to this really, really, I almost want to say it's like, like a spoof on that JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Fist of the North Star look where they use it to be serious to show that this guy's really, really tough, whereas they're using it to show that the main character, Kintaro, is trying to do something like he's saying, HE MAY HAVE YOUR AUTOGRAPH! And he's got like this huge serious face like, oh my goodness, this is intense, but really it's not, it's, a, it's just a gag. And it's so awesome to see, it's hilarious. But I mean, just artistically, the show is a must-see, not even with the comedy. You could pretty much watch this on mute without subtitles, and it's just so beautiful. So, so beautiful. Oh man can't talk enough about how aesthetically appealing this is. Seeing how Golden Boy is mostly a comedy series, uh, I don't see how I can get around it. So let's talk about how funny this, this series is. Of course, it's based off a manga by Tatsuya Agawa. And I was not able to get my hands on the manga mainly because of time. It's not licensed here in the States, so I'm sure I could hit up like a torrent site and find it all scanlated somewhere because now I really want to go back and read the manga, especially since Golden Boy 2 has been announced. And, you know, back when I did the news, oh, Golden Boy 2, I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool, because I just started getting into Golden Boy, you know, I read a little bit about the manga, and i seen some clips and such. But now that I've actually seen the anime, and like, Golden Boy 2, shit, man, now I am excited. However, the manga is 10 volumes long, whereas there's only 6 episodes of the OVA. Because I didn't read the manga, I can't say for sure, but which leads me to believe that not all the manga is covered. But that's okay. That gives me something to look forward to, like, oh my goodness, this material hasn't been covered. Since it's only six episodes, it's really, really short. There's not much I can talk about without giving entire episodes away. There are certain moments 
where it's just hilariously funny that you will remember for always and and the swimming scene is one of course but the one I thought was pretty funny two of them a girl has sex with a bike a motorcycle enough said I'm not explaining that one anymore you have to stop and watch the series and the second one is actually where Kintaro is trying to stop this greedy corporate businessman from getting with this daughter of a ramen shop because if he gets with her he can get the deed to the land and then put his own business there or whatever have you there so Kintaro realizes this and finds out and and tries to stop him so like the businessman goes to like unzip her pants or something and Kintaro says nope can't do that and then he goes and stealthily zips her pants back up or something and then the businessman puts his hands back down and is like wait did she zip that back up or something? So he tries to unbutton her shirt and Kintaro's like, nope, sorry. And tries to, <laughs> and then he buttons it back up. And the man, and the businessman, of course, he's kissing her with his eyes closed or something like that. And he's saying like, man, she is really trying to resist me. And she's not, she actually kind of wants it. But Kintaro keeps stopping the businessman. And so Kintaro and the businessman are like fighting over this girl by buttons and crap. And sooner or later, the businessman ends up grabbing Kintaro's hand and thinks that it's the young ladies. And he's like, wow, she has man hands. And he starts like caressing them and puts his fingers in between them and interlaces. And by accident, the businessman ends up giving Kintaro, quote, the corkscrew kiss, which sounds like a dirty hoe bag French kiss or something like that. So <laughs> I can only imagine the atrocities that Kintaro had to go through, but <laughs> oh my goodness, the series is awesome. Uh, so much you can talk about, but in particular, the last episode is really, really fun to watch. And I say that from the perspective of like reading Bakuman and that sort of thing, where it's an anime about making an anime, or it's a manga about making a manga, or vice versa, something of that nature. And Golden Boy is all about Kintaro jumping from job to job. In the first one, he's a computer engineer is the technical term, but he's a computer programmer, I suppose. And then he does like work in a ramen shop, learning to make noodles and swimming instructor. And of course, he works in an anime company. And it's really, really cool to see like exactly what is going on in terms of the animators. Like, don't watch the main character so much. Watch the side characters, the guys who are actually, quote, making the anime. Because it, it led me to wonder, well, how much of this is actually the staff inputting something on there? Because remember, this is being drawn by the same people that they're depicting. So I was curious, like, how much of this is actual material from the manga, if any of it at all? And how much of it is actually production IG, the staff, saying, man, being an animator is hard work? It, which it really makes me curious and because there's so many funny situations you can get yourself into there of course there's one cell shader who's a very very beautiful young woman and Kintaro's like oh she's so quiet and, and all that stuff and like she got big boobs the whole nine yards and it's like who the, hot chicks don't work in anime they get drawn into anime come on but that's the thing with Golden Boy, there's always at least one good-looking girl or, or something of that nature for Kintaro to save the day, you know, almost functions like a damsel in distress. But I have to say, my favorite love interest, or whatever you want to call it, of Golden Boy would probably be the president of that computer company. Not because of her outfit, but because she seemed to have the most realistic character in terms of the situation. I mean, 
I guess you could say that the ramen daughter is actually a more realistic character because her situation is real. I'm sure that's happened a bajillion times or whatnot, but I like the, the computer company president because even though she was mean and really shit on Kintaro, it was all valid. Like Kintaro turns off the computers and they lose all their information that they've been working on for months. And she gets pissed and literally is like, Kintaro, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> they have, we have a deadline in a week. We've been working on this for a month. How are we going to make this all back? But I had to pick one that's probably the hottest. I don't know, maybe the motorcycle chick. That was a little interesting, let's say the least. And I'm sure those of you who've seen the show, you know, you, you can you understand what I'm talking about. But I mean that whole the whole series is really, really great. It's really, really fun. And Kintaro as a character is a really, really fun character as well. Because his whole outlook is just to learn everything he can. So he's always working hard, but always getting into trouble, which kind of leads you to say, oh he's a troublemaker or He's stupid and clumsy, but he's actually really, really, really smart. The first episode really sets the president for the rest of the episodes where Kintaro does something. He looks stupid while he does it. Uh, in the beginning, he says, oh, I practiced typing on the computer all night. And it shows he, he drew a keyboard on a piece of paper and like did all that. It's like, that's not practicing. You don't even know if you're typing it right. And that sort of thing. So it's kind of funny, which makes you to believe he's a dunce, even though he wants to try hard. But at the end of the episode, even though he saves the day, the voiceover is like, Oh, Kintaro left Tokyo University studying law, not because he was too stupid, but because he had already mastered the curriculum. Uh, <laughs> wow. To master a college curriculum before you even go to college? That's pretty, that's pretty impressive. So you, you, you get what I'm saying. It's the smart guy who's always acting dumb. But at the end, he always uses his brains to solve the situation. You just never really see it. And it's really, really cool. Because you don't get that feeling of, Oh no, can Kentaro do it? It's just, it's kind of like Scooby-Doo. At the end, you know the villain's going to be caught. You know that Kentaro's going to fix the day. So you don't have to worry about that. And which, that really allows you to focus purely on the moment and the comedy of the situation. You don't have to worry about like, oh no, is is everything going to be okay? Yeah, yeah, because everything's going to be okay. You just get to enjoy the comedy. And it's not mindless slapstick. I don't want to say sophisticated because some of it is Kintaro being a pervert, like a beautiful girl sits on the toilet. And there's several different scenes in each episode where he's like, oh my goodness, she plants her cute behind here. And he's like rubbing his face on the toilet and the toilet like spurts, like you know those fountain toilets that clean your backside for you. He starts, <laughs> it starts spurting. He starts drinking it like, oh my goodness, this is great. It's hilarious. Oh my God. <laughs> so it's not exactly sophisticated, but it's not slapstick child humor. And yeah, this is definitely not for kids at all because the women are always in like risque outfits, even sometimes naked. They're, I mean, at the, the last episode, Kintaro is talking with one of the other animators like, oh, I like boobs like this. And they're both drawing boobs <laughs> on a piece of paper, comparing like what they like in terms of boobs. But yeah, it's a great series. If you haven't seen it yet, buy it, watch it. Please don't download it. It's fully worth whatever money you pay to buy it. It's like not seeing Trigun. It's like not seeing Cowboy Bebop. It's like not seeing Dragon Ball Z. It's literally that important to an anime fan to see this show. 
It's really, 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 really good. I mean, it was directed by Hiroyuki Kitakubo. I mean, he directed Blood the Last Vampire, Rojin Z, and the 90s OVA of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. So this guy has quite a bit under his belt. It, I mean, and, and the character design, it was the same guy who did Bebop and Wolf's Reign. So, come on, that's, that's pretty impressive casting right there. It looks familiar enough for people who liked Bebop that they can go and watch this, and the people who appreciate the directorial style of Blood and Rojin Z and, and the JoJo's OVA, go check it. This is another work by the same director. See if you like that director or if it was just the material. Check it out. I mean, it's, it's fairly cheap. You can get it right on right stuff. And there you go. So that's my review of Golden Boy. It's a must watch. End of story. So now let's move on to what have I been reading and watching. In a world where vivid flashbacks can strike without warning. In a world where a submissive adolescent must pilot a giant humanoid robot to save humanity. In the same world where a two-legged quadruped can run leisurely at the speed of sound with the aid of jewelry. Only one podcast can discuss this with their sanity intact. And this is Not That Podcast www.ssapodcast.com The Ass Backwards Anime Podcast Oh wait, I was supposed to use that voice in the beginning. Uh, let's go again. Hisui! Quick! Gather everyone in the library! I know who the killer is! But, I've gathered everyone together, but I still can't figure it out! How did you solve the crime by just looking at one anime merchandise website? Elementary, my dear Hisui. You see, we thought that hug pillows were the motive, but they were the means! Akika, you are the killer of anime! The Reverse Thieves and Anime 3000 present the Speakeasy Podcast, uncovering the mysteries of anime and manga. Come visit us at thespeakeasypodcast.com. So, time for the what have you been reading and watching segment. And I have to say, before we get going, I feel like Golden Boy. Like I'm always doing multiple jobs. I got the Anime 3000 gig. I've got my McDonald's job I work. Yeah, I know, McDonald's. And I have a teaching job I'm getting. I'm going to be working after school with kids and substituting. So that's going to eat into my time a little bit more. But yeah, in between jumping from job to job to job, there's not a lot of anime watching going down. However, since it's been a couple weeks since I've done a what have you been reading and watching segment, I have a little bit I can talk about with you guys. And first off, I know I mentioned it a thousand times, but that would be So Say No Aquarion or Genesis of Aquarion. Good lord, this show is not worth my money. Not at all. I thought it was going to be great. I checked reviews on it, got some opinions. People said it was good. I'm not feeling it. Honestly, not feeling it. There's nothing wrong with the show besides the fact that there's no established canon. I don't know what's a big deal and what's not. You know, imagine watching Dragon Ball Z where they never hyped up Super Saiyan. In fact, they never talked about it at all. And all of a sudden, somebody goes Super Saiyan. 
how would you know if that's a big deal or not? For all you know, someone accidentally colored the hair for Goku yellow because they're out of black or something. You know what I mean? It could just be an animation error. I mean, you would you would never know if they didn't tell you about it. That's the whole problem I'm having with Aquarion is that they're not telling me about anything and they're just tossing a bunch of shit out. Like, oh my goodness, these characters, oh my goodness, stuff there. Oh my goodness, these characters there. Oh, stuff happens. And oh my gosh, just driving me nuts. But there are two episodes in particular I saw that I actually really, really liked. The first episode would be the one where they all cosplay like each other and start acting out each other's negative parts and that was pretty funny that first half of that episode made it for me I was like dang this is pretty funny and then they tried to go all serious and shit and yeah it turned out to be a better than usual episode in fact this is the be that was the best episode I have seen but it's still like <sighs> if only every episode could be like that but then the episode right after that one, they do like this weird LSD art style. It's like they totally change the art style. Boom. And they don't even tell you like nothing. They change. There's like, okay, you have the typical art style that you're used to of Aquarion. Well, they decided, oh, well, we're going to change it. And then they go into a parallel universe where the art style is changed again. So... Your mind's trying to keep track of all this. The characters usually look like this, but now they're looking like this, and then when they go here, they look like this. So you don't know who the hell is who! You know what I'm saying? It, it's... If girls look like guys, guys look like girls, it, it's horrible. You know, it's, it's and it's not that everyone looks so pretty, it's more of everyone looks so undetailed, so unrefined, you know, it's like if they didn't have hair, they could all be the same character. It's pretty bad. Now, I don't mind that art style if it's used as like the, the pure, solely, only this art style, like this is how the whole thing is, but to just have it substitute, I felt like, what the hell am I watching? And of course, I already mentioned that the CG robots kind of take away from the experience. My robots need to be drawn, not CG models. So, you know, mix it all together. This has turned out to be one shit fest. I'm not happy how much money I paid for. So, whatever. Although, I did buy some new anime just today. Because I was on the way to go to my teaching job and get my background check and the, the typical teacher stuff. You gotta get your fingerprints and all that to make sure, you know, I'm not a pedophile. I mean, I may be an anime fan, but, you know, make sure I'm not a pedophile. And I picked up the remastered versions of History of Trunks and Bardock the Father Goku. And you guys are like, well, wait, didn't you do reviews of that on Anime 3000? Yes, I did. However, I wanted this one because it includes the TV audio or the original North American audio. And for watching Dragon Ball Z movies, that is a must for me. I love it. I also picked up a single for like three bucks of Dragon Ball Z episodes. I got three episodes and it includes, again, the original TV audio. So... I mean, I just love the original TV audio with Dragon Ball Z. I gotta have it. And then I got the second part of Big Windup for three bucks. So episodes 14 to 26, all for free. You know, that's that's not bad. You know, three, three, three's the magic number. But yeah, so that's that's the new stuff I bought. I mean, I popped it in because I was looking. My friend Josh Schaefer told me that 
they had Lupin Sansei music playing in there. Like whenever something gets bad, they start playing the Lupin theme. And I was like, oh, okay. So I pop it in there and I skip around and, and, and looking for a, a part where they're playing music. I heard not only, I didn't hear the Lupin theme, but I heard not only the Space Battleship Yamato theme being played, but also Cutie Honey. And I'm like, wow, I could like this show just because of the music, you know? But it, it's really, so far, I can watch the series, but I check it, you know, I checked a part of the episode out dubbed, part of it subbed. I definitely like it better subbed. The dub is driving me nuts uh, because that main character, whatever his name is, he sounds so queer. And I don't mean to say that like he's stupid. I mean to say like queer, queer in the dub. And I don't know about you, but in baseball, you know, queer guys you know, kind of ruin the show for me. Especially since they're swinging balls and their bats around and getting to second base and shit. So, whatever. I've also been watching Mecha. That's right, I've gone back to my Mecha tendencies. That would be Ixer 1. Three episodes, more like four because that last episode is 40 minutes instead of 20 minutes long. But it's really, really good. I finished it up. I loved it. Oh my goodness, I love that. But I'll have to talk about that and give it a proper review once I've seen, like, Ixer 3 slash Ixer Reborn, whatever you want to call it. You know, see more of that Ixer universe. But I mainly sat down and watched that just because it was featured in the next Super Robot Tyson game. I'm like, well, it's only three episodes, you know, check it out. So that way I, I'm familiar with these robots. Because honestly, for a Super Robot game, if you're not... If you're not knowledgeable about these robots, you don't know who they are, then the game is pretty much dead to you. It's like trying to play a Marvel versus Capcom game when you don't know any of the characters. Yeah, it can still be done, you can still have a lot of fun because robots are robots and, you know, fighting game is a fighting game. But in the end, it's more fun if you know who's who. So, yeah, checking that out to further my knowledge in the mechaverse. But I also got my hands on Monster Rancher. I got the complete series of Monster Rancher and I checked it out a little bit and I remember a couple episodes and I'm like, damn, this is, I remember this stuff as a kid. This is cool. And I'll have to sit down and watch that. It was like 90 plus episodes, so it's probably not going to get done anytime soon. <laughs> but I really want to sit down and watch that. That looks like a lot of fun. But um, I cracked open my case of Castron Sins. I like I watched one episode and it was late at night too. I was getting tired. I'm like, I'll just crack one episode open. It'll put me to sleep and then yeah, there you go. I've already started it and I can finish it later. It was so good despite having worked the night shift from 5 to 12, getting home at 1, watching this anime. I watched four episodes and did not get to bed until 2 o'clock in the morning. Wait, no, that doesn't doesn't work out. I got back, sorry, got back at like 12.30, watched four episodes, and then get fed to like 2 o'clock in the morning. It was that amazing. I love the art style. It's very, very challenging. I don't mean that as in, oh, it's retarded or anything. I mean that in, you really have to broaden your palette a little bit when you watch the show, which I think is important for anime fans. Since so many people are just used to watching what they already watch. They like a certain art style more than anything else. They like a certain story type more than anything else, a certain genre or a certain type of character more than anything else. And they tend to box themselves into this universe of a niche, niche title market. And that's not good at all. 
So with this Casher and Sins, I liked the Casher movie. I thought it was pretty decent. Um, it wasn't like a masterpiece, but I liked it. I thought it was really pretty, to say the least. But I'm already really interested in Casher. And the art style, people are saying, oh, it's it's hit or miss. I think, yes, it's definitely hit or miss. But although I'm not crazy about it, it definitely does not turn me off. I kind of like how it's cartoony in the sense of you can never really look... It's cartoony like in the sense of you can never really look like that in real life. You... You know, the, the, the designs are really anime. So if you were to try and take that out, it'd be really tough and it wouldn't look as good. Kind of like with comic books, you know, a character is dressed up in bright yellow and bright blue. Yeah, they don't look good in real life, but they look fine on a page. And this is the same thing with Kasher. It looks great. I like how they, even though the hair goes across their eye you can still see like all the lines of their eye and that sort of thing like the actual drawing it's kind of neat I like it and I'm definitely gonna be sticking with this one I'll finish it out it's really really good so far though there hasn't been too much of an explanation I mean we just I episode 4 I just got to the dog so we got friender and I was interested in how they were gonna do that without being too cliche like oh the dog is man's best friend he's gonna help me you know I was interested in how they're gonna kind of go around that and see if they could make it realistic but at the same time not cliche and they did a decent job they, they did better than I would have expected so you know it's pretty good I'm liking the show so far but for like Giver, I haven't moved past the first CD of Giver simply because I've been watching everything else and I own it so it can just sit on my shelf while I'm watching stuff that's easier to review. I mean 24 episodes for a series while I'm working, I can't just burn through it like I used to and then review it you know, week after week because in addition to watching a show I gotta do research on the news, I gotta do research on the show, and then I gotta do editing, and then actual recording. And you'd be surprised, recording takes a lot of time, simply because people come down, they screw up their recording, or some bullshit like your phone starts ringing, and it really sucks. And sometimes you just can't edit it out, sometimes you have to go back and re-say what you already said, and listen, it's just a pain, really. So, you know, taking time to do this, 24 episode series, you know, takes forever to watch. And speaking of 24 episode series, I pen taking forever to watch. Loop on the third. God damn it. I have three episodes left. I should be done. But I'm not. I love that show. Why am I not watching it? I have three episodes left. I I'm starting to think maybe I don't want to finish it because once I'm done, I can't go back to it and rewatch it brand new. You know what I'm saying? It'll be kind of like closing a chapter on Lupin. And I suppose I could always go to the Red Jacket, but this is Green Jacket, man. And Green Jacket has this clumsy, old sort of charm to it that a lot of old anime does. And, you know, as much as I want to finish it, I'd hate to see it go and never be new again. Because you only watch something new once. Maybe you can forget about it and watch it new again, but you pretty much remember some stuff once it pops in. You know, you know what I'm saying? You can only watch it new once. And I'm kind of reluctant because once I finish this up, that'll be the rest of new Green Jacket for me. I'll never have new Green Jacket. But, you know, all good things must come to an end, sort of. But yeah, I've been gearing up for October. 
I got a lot of J-horror movies on the list I want to watch, a lot of horror movies in general. And I think for October, I want to announce this now, I'm going to be doing like a J-horror month. All the podcasts that I do for animation that month, I'm going to be talking about J-horror or a horror movie or something of that nature. I'm not going to go and start reviewing things like Saw or Blair Witch Project, although they might come up, you know, in comparison. Because this is an anime podcast, and anime is what? Japanese cartoons. So what's the closest thing you can get to Japanese cartoons and still be a horror movie? Well, I suppose you could do horror anime, but let's be honest, horror anime really isn't that great. It's either really cheesy or just sucks, in my opinion. Uh, So I'll probably be talking about movies, Japanese horror movies, which I find actually to be scarier than American movies because American movies tend to do too much of this wow, we must get some really, really hot actress, and she must be naked for half the movie. Uh, She has to scream a total of 29 times. It's like, come on. Half the scary stuff is not the naked chicks. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Horror, American horror for me has kind of been dead for a while. Uh, Older stuff is, is pretty good, like Bella Lugosi and crap, but that's not horror anymore. It's not scary. It's just classic. So, yeah, I, I mean, I love October. I love how the whole playful thing, you know, Halloween being playful and scary at the same time is real fun. But, you know, gotta finish September first. Gotta finish September. Half a month to go, and then we can unleash the spooktacular or whatever, but. <laughs> gotta get eat my Count Chocula cereal. Get ready for that. But, yeah, that's really all I've been watching. Um. I think I'll have CJ Hitchcock actually help me quite a bit because I respect his his movie opinion and he's going to school to do that sort of thing so he'll be the professional eye so it won't just be this fanboy ranting on how great a movie is you know I'll have a little bit of a straight man saying well actually this production style not quite right Mm, maybe they could have done better but I still like the movie I mean we're talking about the guy who watched Surf Nazis Must Die so whatever but yeah so that's all I've been watching that's my future plans and you can find this podcast at my website www.animationpodcast.blogspot.com you can also find me on the A3K network anime3000.com you can also find me on the ADD network the anime digital dysfunction and I think that's all the networks I belong to. Oh, you can also find me on iTunes. If you downloaded my podcast from any of those websites, find me on iTunes. The link is at my blog, my blogspot address. So please go there and just subscribe to me on iTunes. That way you can get them as soon as they come out and that sort of thing. The link to my iTunes is at my animation blogspot address. It's right there in the upper right corner next to my little podcast logo. So make sure you subscribe and get them as soon as possible, as soon as they're released and the blog post is up. And please leave comments, reviews, email me. My email's up there on the site as well. So let me know what you think. I mean, am I doing a good job? Am I doing a bad job? Is there something you want me to review? Is there something you want me to talk about when I review a certain thing? Is there a topic in particular? Is there a guest? Would you like to be a guest on the show? You know, just let me know. And feedback's always good. I know people are listening. Downloads don't lie. So until next time, I am Ghost. <laughs>